Welcome to the show. It's your boy, Lewis. And it's your boy, Gibby. What's up, guys? Today, the music intro was Johnny Nicholas, Before I Grow Too Old. And I want to dedicate that to management because we want to see a championship before we grow too old. Yes. And just to everybody, I mean, do what you love before you grow too old and enjoy life. That was deep. Yeah, let's, let's start the show with some positivity. Woo! So today we're going to talk about uh, what the Habs can achieve before the season ends. Um, we're going to have a session of night court. Uh, Carey Price versus the Montreal defense. Who's really to blame? Mm. We have a special guest, Mr. Rick Stevens, the boss. The man. The boss. The legend. And um, with Rick, we're going to discuss some uh, graduated prospects, Laval Rocket, the draft, and we got all the usual shenanigans. So stay with us. But first, what happened since we were gone? Interesting. Fast food chain Wendy's dropped a rap album. That baconator go crazy. That spicy chicken go crazy. You can take a fry, dip it in a sauce, and still be so tasty. Them little tweets don't face me. No McDonald's be yes. so late. So basically, in this rap album, they're dissing, <laughs> they're dissing all the other fast food places. What did you think of the album? Yo, the beats were actually good. I liked them. <laughs> they were good beats. It's interesting. Like, I mean, it's not the worst music in the world. Yeah, it's not something it, I would uh, listen to. No, of course not. On a consistent basis. I mean, but yeah, they were throwing some shade at the other fast food. Yeah, teams. yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty funny. You're, yeah, the, one, you're the one who sent it over, and yeah. I, I gave it. A, I gave it a download and a listen, and it's not terrible music. I mean, it's rap. If you're into that, so I mean, if whoever likes it, I would suggest huh, just give it a give it a listen. Have give a it listen. a gander. Have a listen. Habit a listen. Uh, Michael Bennett turned himself into authorities. Did you hear about that situation? <laughs> of course I did. I'm an Eagles fan. It's all over. Guy's been on the team for like a week, and uh, <laughs> he's got controversy on his name. Uh, no, but it, it related to two years ago at the Super Bowl. Uh, he apparently hit an, a lady. Um, yeah, an elderly lady. An elderly He's lady. Like, bowled over her. They rushed on the field and he bowled over her or whatever. Yeah. Like I'm sure he'll get charged. It's an accident, and, I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure he'll get charged and that'll be the end of that. She's probably just trying to get some money. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I think that that will be swept under the rug. Uh, and this one is dear to our heart. Minenori Kawasaki retires. Well, tonight a push party tonight. Let's go. No sleeping. Don't stop the party. Push party. Push tonight. party. Bush party. Bush party tonight. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, man. Sad day. Yeah, it is. Sad day. Listen, <laughs> the guy, uh, he was not a very good player. Terry. He but was a he Terry was such player. a good team. Like, he was just a team morale guy. He was amazing. Yeah, he was okay. Hey, he won a World he wa- Series. He wasn't, like, terrible. I've no, seen no, no. Worse. He wasn't terrible, but I've seen worse. He was definitely on the team as, like, a morale guy. Um, but, yeah, he won a World Series with the Cubs, so good for him. 
Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Uh, I'm gonna miss him. I mean, I think the the I love the guy. Just his just personality was yeah, great. Just happy go lucky. I guy. mean, if you guys are bored and you don't know who Minenori Kawasaki is, look him up. Minenori Kawasaki used to play for the Blue Jays. He's got some beauty interviews online. He's just he's a character guy, really funny guy. So I uh, wish him well in his retirement. Yes. Um, Vlad Jr. with a walk off. Home run in Montreal at the Big O. So, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., son of Vladdy, Vladdy Guerrero. <laughs> yeah. Senior. What he, a moment. He's so good. Did uh, Have you seen the split screen of their swings? I didn't. No, actually, I didn't. Oh, man, I got to show you after the show. It's literally identical. And where they shot it, cause, so they, they did a split screen of, of uh, the father, Vladdy, hitting a, a walk-off against, oh, I think it was the Phillies or someone else. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But yeah, they did a split screen. The swing is almost identical and where they both put the ball, it was almost identical. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that 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 was awesome. Um yeah, it was just a special moment. The game was like a it was a snooze fest. Oh yeah. I was watching They only won one nothing. Yeah, like I was watching in and out, but then at the end, like it was just amazing to see that. What he just powered right through that. This yeah. kid is has a bright future. I'm excited. I hope uh we get to see him sometime this year. But either way, I just hope he tears it up in the minors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so an MMA fighter oh got God. knocked out. Or sorry, he got a knockout decision reversed because of his celebration. Did you see, did you see the clip? Um, yeah, I saw. I didn't see the clip, but my buddies were telling me about it. He did a backflip off of Buddy's chest. Yeah, so basically what happened was... Um, the guy knocked him down initially, mm-hmm. and then as the the guy came in to attack him, he hit him with his foot while he was on the ground. So knocked him out, mm-hmm. right, with his foot as Buddy was coming, you know, he was on the ground, he was on his back, and as the other fighter was going to ground and pound yeah. him, hit him with a foot, knocked him out. So when he got up, he did a front flip and landed on the oh <laughs> his opponent. God. So in the end, it ended as a... No contest, so he got disqualified. Wow. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's hilarious. You get your decision reversed because of a stupid celebration. Like, what an idiot. Uh, like, just just a stupid <laughs> just all, I can say, all I can say is he's what an just idiot. Dumb. Um, talk about idiot. George LaRock. Yeah, seriously. Apologized for reporting false rumors about Taylor Hall. And then he deleted his tweet today. I guess he was taking t- too much heat. So what do you think of that? I think he personally needs to reach out to Taylor Hall, apologize to Taylor Hall. Like, it's such, it's such a stupid thing to report something like that. And then without even checking his sources, it's a rookie mistake on his part. Yeah, it's really dumb. Just stay away from people's personal things. Especially, yeah. like, first of all, he, he has no status to be even reporting that ever. Like, you know, like, <laughs> don't do that. For one, and then on top of it, you get it wrong. Like yeah. you should just look at yourself in the mirror and just smash your head into it. Like you're dumb. Yeah. Like that's a stupid move. Stupid. Um. So Blake Wheeler got into a fight at practice mm-hmm. against his teammate Ben Chirrut. 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 What do you think about fighting your teammates at practice? Well, he took the full blame. Um. I'm not 100%. I heard, I saw reports that Chirot took a slap shot. Shifley cross-checked him. And then Blake Wheeler kind of jumped in and started fighting. Mm. Um, I mean, it doesn't sound too 
bad, but sometimes players need to know, like, listen, bud, settle down. It's just practice. Yeah, Relax. you know what? But uh, people always seem to like blow this stuff out of. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't as bad. And as I anybody. don't, I don't see like these guys are competitors. Actually, I find that if this is happening at practice, that means these guys are into it. They're, they're fierce. They're intense. They're yeah. treating it like a game. So I think that there's positives from that, obviously. But I mean, you don't want to knock your own teammate out in practice and hurt him. No, of course so not. So there definitely has to be limitations. But at the end, I still feel like, I don't know, there's definitely pluses, uh, negatives and positives to, to the situation. I don't see no issue with it. I just see two competitors who are, you know, trying their hardest. So that's what happens. Uh, the Golden Knights clinch a playoff spot. Yeah. I mean, at this point, nobody's surprised. <laughs> No, with the success that they had all season, nobody was surprised. But I'm sure everybody's su- still a big deal. If I mean, it's it's worth discussing, you know, talking yeah. about it because it is a big accomplishment for a uh, expansion team. Yeah, I mean, they were set up for good picks, and then they ended up turning it around and drafted now a contender. good team. <laughs> yeah, crazy. now they're a contender. If and they're still set up pretty good with yeah, picks exactly. and stuff for the future. So it's crazy to, to think. It's it's uh, really crazy. So. If you were to tell me that uh, Las Vegas was going to make the playoffs, I would call I you crazy. I would have took that bet in a heartbeat. Uh, like if somebody bet me that they wouldn't make it, I would say, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, sure, right here. Bet my house and <laughs> car on it. That's a crazy deal. <laughs> um, Dan Marazza. The man behind the Vegas Knights Twitter account was fired. You know wow. the Vegas account, the so guy. Yeah, really, he got fired. The man, yeah, today he came out and said that they, well, he's been relieved of his duties. So the man behind the infamous Vegas account was let go. A lot of people happy about it. A lot of controversy behind that guy. I thought he was he was pretty funny. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, walked the edge a couple times. Yeah, of I course. Think. But I mean. Twitter is very sensitive nowadays. So, yeah, but you can't you do anything. You got to be careful. You got to be careful what you say. So he's he's gone. We'll we'll uh, stay tuned and see who takes over and how, how they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chara inks a one year extension with the Bruins. Yeah, hmm? not bad, eh? This guy's old. Hey, he's old, but he's still playing. And and yeah. this is like for the guys who say you know Shea Weber's too old. Hey, look at Chara. It's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. They're both big guys who play a similar style of, of hockey. So if Chara can do it, why can't Weber? Yeah. And that's perfect. Going right into Shea Weber. <laughs> yeah. Recovery expected to be four months. Met with the media yesterday, and he should be ready to go for camp. Now that's a good breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good thing. Um, a little, little questionable that... Uh, he was playing for so long with a fractured foot, but I'll get into that a little bit he said, later. He said that he uh, he's played with a, a broken ankle or something yeah, before. Yeah, crazy man. Yeah, guys, guys, a machine. Yeah, I'm a little nervous at that, but whatever. But I we'll think see. I think that they didn't pick up the they didn't pick up the fracture. It had to like he had to take a couple extra tests. But I guess as it continued to bother him, right? Yeah, and I guess as the season went on and we realized, okay. Something's not <laughs> we're right. not going to make it. Yeah. He's like, all right, it, since we're not going to make it, I might as well get this fixed and prepare for next year. Yeah, of course. I'm sure that kind of stuff happens. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm excited. This is going to be great, and uh, can't wait to see him back at it. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, that's pretty much it for now. It's time to get into the in show. My mind when I think of you sometime, and I want to spend some time with you. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Okay, so, I mean, now that the season is winding down, there's not too much to look forward to, uh, I mean, except for the draft and the draft yeah. lottery. But, I mean, I'm sure there's some small victories that we can get out of these remainder, you know, the remainder of the season and these remaining five games. Mm-hmm. So, small victories. Give me three things you want to see from this Habs team. Okay. Well, one of them prior to me writing my notes was Gallagher getting 30. <laughs> I um, know, right? <laughs> he ended up scoring on that day. Uh, he ended up getting 30. So, yeah, good on him. But, um, yeah, three things. Uh, one, I'd like to see Price find his form. Um, I really want to see Price finally find his rhythm and give us some positivity going into next year. Want him to steal us a game or two, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I really want Habs fans buzzing and excited that he will be back and back in form next season. I mean, we all know he's had a rough season from injuries to struggling in net. It was, it was one for Price to forget for sure. So I think if he can end off on a good note, it'll be good for him and also a breath of fresh air for us Habs fans. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Second one, I, uh, I want Sherback to get top minutes. I really want to see him get top minutes. I think it's about time we see the amount of damage he can do on the top six. I know. He's so skilled. Like, he's, you just want to give him a shot. You might as well. Yeah. I mean, I think since the season's done, you may as well test out the waters and try out a few things. Uh, he's shown a lot of promise, and he has shown that he has, he has great hands and pretty good shot. I think next year, if he's not on the roster at the beginning of the year, it's a huge mistake. Um, Monday's game, it had Byron on the top line. Again. Listen, I love Pauly B, but imagine a first a first line of Sherbag, Druen, and Gallagher, or even have Sherbag, Druen, Galchenyuk. Have, Just give it a looks. Yeah, do something. Give uh, have Chucky on his right side for the infamous clappers from the hash marks. Um, and that's right, they are infamous now. Yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> I trademarked it. I just think, in general, Julian has to try different things for next season since this one's a wash. But uh, I really want to see Sherby get the proper recognition he deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, since he's been back, he's looked really good. In general, give not even just Sherback, give all the young guys the proper ice time and stop with this seniority mentality with yeah, the other no, guys. I think so, down the stretch here, you got to do it. Just, I've been saying it. I've been preaching it yeah, for a while. I know. but um, And then third, I just want to see the Habs compete. I really do. Honestly, I'm still on board for the Habs tanking and not winning any more games. At this rate, though, I mean, I've seen somebody post it today. They're like, even if we, like, lose the remainder of the games, it increases our chances of, like, 2% or something like that. 2%? I mean... 2% is huge, but... I know, but still, at this point, just play. Let's see what we can do. Let's end the season with a bang. Yeah, I don't know. I want to see them battle it out until the end, and I just have uh, an overall compete level and perhaps play spoilers to one or two teams in the last couple games. Um, but yeah, like we were just saying, I think bottom seven is pretty much a lock to get. I'd like to drop to bottom five, but we'll see. Like you said, it's only 2% increase, but I just want the games to be exciting, filled with positive things we can take from this year and translate into next season. Yeah. Goal scoring, solid defense and good goaltending. 
give the Habs fans something to look forward to next season because this season was just a bust. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. And I'm not too far, like, my stuff is pretty much the same as yours, similar anyway. Uh, initially, I wanted Gallagher to hit the 30-goal mark, yeah. right? And actually, <laughs> to tell you the truth, when he hit his 29th, I knew right away he would score. I swear, I, in the same game, I said it out loud. I, you know, a couple of my buddies, my dad was here, and Pops. I said, he's going to score his 30th in this game. There's nobody here that can vouch for me right now, but <laughs> just believe me, it's true, okay? It happened, guys. Um, but anyway, he deserved it. I hope that he continues this success throughout his career. Three more years at 3.75 is a steal. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yep. Uh, makes patches a little more expendable, too. So, mm-hmm. But that's a whole different story. I mean, now I think, hey, go for 35. Yeah. <laughs> go for 35. Game, Why not, nothing, right? Nothing to... uh, but anyway, that's a, you know, my real goals here is I want both Paul Byron and Galchenyuk to finish with 20 mm-hmm. on the season. Byron needs one. Chucky needs two. Before the Very end of the year, to do. they can do it. And this one's a little harder, but I, I hope for Drew N to finish with 50 points. He'll yeah. need eight points in five games. It's going to be tough. It's doable. But I'd like for him to push for that. Uh, I doable. mean, this will benefit. I mean, it'll build confidence for Chucky and Drew N. And I think it'll build some value around Byron, too. Yeah. Whether you want to keep him or trade him. Now you got a two-year, 20-goal scorer. He's a guy who can can be expendable, even though he's very useful. But still, at this point, there's going to be wingers that we're going to have to flex out there. So we'll see. So that's one. I want those guys to reach those milestones or those accomplishments. Uh, two, I want to see them sign Jake Evans to his entry-level contract. Okay. Uh, I don't want to lose this kid. I mean, even if he's a bust, we can't take that chance. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a center prospect who has leadership qualities, right? And at this point, it presents a glimmer of hope at the center position. Yeah. You know, so I would love to see them get that done. I hope that when his college season is over that we can ink him. And lastly, uh kind of what you said, I want to see Carey Price have a highlight reel filled game. Yeah. That like ends in a shutout or something. Mm-hmm. Something that gives the fans and himself confidence going yeah, into for the sure. summer, right? I want to see signs of the old Carey Price, you know, the $10 million goalie yeah. before the end of this season. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on here, it's time for Nightcore. Montreal defense. The Honorable Judge Louis resides. <laughs> All right, who's going first here? You gonna go? I'll go first. Okay. <coughs> you may. <coughs> ladies, you may step. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I have here today Kerry Price, a career nine one nine save percentage goalie, a former Hart Memorial Trophy winner. Williams Jennings Trophy winner, and the Vesna Trophy winner. Also alongside those three, the Ted Lindsay Award, all of which are very reputable trophies and awards to win. Now the question at hand is how can you put blame on a goalie who is arguably the best in the world? Objection, Your Honor. Arguably. Arguably. Not the best. I said arguably. (laughs) 
Sustained. Okay. All right. Sustained. <laughs> a goalie who has bailed my client's team's lack of scoring by closing by winning close fought battle games. How can you blame goalie for the team's overall struggle when it takes five players prior to the goalie to allow a goal to happen? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the job description of a goalie is to help his team win and make the easy saves. Carey Price has gone above and beyond in doing so by not only making all the easy saves, but take a moment. Do me a favor, ladies and gentlemen. Go on YouTube, search up Carey Price Save Compilation, and I am almost certain you will find hundreds upon hundreds of videos of him showing just why he is the franchise of this team. Carey has done nothing but keep but has done nothing but kept his team in games. He has done nothing but always made the first save. It is up to the defense to not allow the simple tap-ins and, have, and not have Carey Price slide back and forth. It is the defense's job to protect their goalie. When the goalie wants you to bleed, you say, sure, sir, may I have some more? The, de- <laughs> the defense this season was just never good enough, always leaving Price left out to dry, never bleeding for their goalie and sacrificing the body for their goalie. Instead, they caused broken hearts, not just carries, but the fans as well. How do you expect a goalie to perform when you have a defense with very minimal experience together as a core? You expect them to perform poorly, and poorly is what they have done. Ladies and gentlemen, Carey Price is just an innocent bystander caught in the crossfire of the poor defense of the Montreal Canadiens. It is unfair to punish this man wrongfully, and for that, we should take actions, action and put the blame upon the defense, who is slow, can't move the puck, lack physicality, and sometimes forget that they're even playing hockey. Too many times this year did I see Carl Alsner visiting Carl Alsner Island and being completely out to lunch. Too many times did I see Jordy Ben get lost in his terrible beard. Too many times did we see Carey Price frustrated by the lack of compete from the defense ahead of him. Ladies and gentlemen, not only is the defense to blame, but I think all deserve a one-way ticket to Carl, Alsn- to Carl Alsner Island and stay there for the entire offseason to rot and starve the whole offseason. To think long and hard how they have left their goalie wrongfully accused and abused. I rest my case. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Your turn. Thank you, uh, Mr. Uh... John Gibbons. Gibbons, uh, Mr. Lewis, you may step. <laughs> Go ahead. First of all, uh, I'd like to start by saying I thought Carey Price would be able to afford a better attorney than this legal aid lawyer here, but... Uh, Top notch. <laughs> I object. <clears throat> Badgering. <laughs> First off, Your Honor, <clears throat> I'd like to start by saying my client... The Montreal defense is countersuing for stress. They've been put in a situation where failure is the only outcome. They've been asked to complete a task they've never done. They've been asked to perform above their abilities with people they have never played with before. And in some cases, in a system they've never played before. So I blame the organization for unprofessionalism. Now, I'd like to start by asking Carey Price. Mr. Carey Price, where were you on the night of October 7th, 2017? 
when you let in four goals on 14 shots against the Washington Capitals. That was the beginning of the season. Your body was there, but you weren't in net. Your mind wasn't there. And where were you the night of March 23rd, 2018? Not too long ago, after a rest. That's right, again, not in the net. But who was in net? Antti Niemi. He made 35 saves and let in zero goals. And guess what defense he had in front of him? The same one, if not worse. But actually, it was worse because you had Shea Weber. Antti Niemi is having a career year, and he's not complaining. What's your excuse? What? You got paid? Now you have nothing to work for? Is it chronic fatigue? Is Angela forcing you to have too much intercourse with her? <laughs> Three times a week. It can't be the concussion because you were just as bad before it. <laughs> Last year, you needed a fishing trip to get back to form. What do you need now? An aquarium in your house? Will that help? You need a hot yoga membership? Come on, Carrie. You know, it seems like you're, when your team make mistakes, makes mistakes, you no longer want to fight for these guys. You just seem like you don't care. On top of that, your post-to-post -post recovery has been a mess. You're losing your net more than a drunken fisherman. You're overcommitting on the play. You're making terrible reads when you play the puck behind the net, which is putting your team and yourself in terrible situations. You used to be good at that. You're going to blame the defense for that as well? I'm sorry, Carrie, but that's not on the D. People are picking corners on you like you're a goddamn pool table. That's not on the D. You're not bailing your defense out, so why do you expect them to do the same for you? Your Honor, in ending, I'd like to say my client is not completely innocent in this situation. But I, don't, I do think it's unfair to put any blame on my client as... There's been other goalies in the Montreal Canadiens net, and they have not suffered the same fate. They do not have the same difficulty that Carey Price is having. That alone should be enough to show that he is indeed guilty. Thank you. I rest my case. Thank you. We're going to take a quick recess. We're going to assess. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Turn to Elvis. Elvis is the judge. Thank you very much. See, Elvis is still alive. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. All right, so... That was both, just a little we, fun. We, we both played our case here. Now, in fun. closing, what do you really feel about the situation? Okay, all jokes aside, all honesty, I think it's a joint fault between the defense and the goalie. The defense got a lot of new faces, some who needed a long time to adjust, like Carl Alsner. Uh, we have Victor Mete, who is a young rookie... Uh, we have Petrie, who had a bad start to the year. Jordy Ben, who hasn't been good. On top of that, Carey Price had a down year. The guy's been, uh, he's been hovering around the 929-928 mark for a few years now. And this season, he's got a 902 save percentage, which is backup goalie type numbers. So all in all, I, th I don't think it's entirely either party's fault. And I think it's safe to say the system, in my opinion, is failing as well. But that's for a later day we can discuss, Lewis. Uh, but I think we can also put partial blame on Claude Julien. It's a new NHL. 
It's uh, his uh, defensive game. It's got to change. We gotta mm-hmm. we gotta uh, adjust to the new NHL. All in all, Carey's missing a couple bricks in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, in closing, I agree with you 100%. I mean, it's a mixture of both, no doubt. Defensive breakdowns have been atrocious to watch oh. at times. It can become frustrating for an uh, attendee, for sure. Um, and Carey Price has always fared better when he doesn't have to make those desperation saves. He's a very calm, cool goalie. He makes he can make tough saves, but, I mean, when you're constantly asking him to do that, I mean, he doesn't fare well doing that. Yeah. Um, now, he doesn't look like the same goalie, for sure. Everything's a little off right now. He, he overcommits, I find, more than he used to. His reflexes are a little bit slow. And another thing is, as I said in my statement, was he's not playing the puck like he used to. Right? He used to be known for playing the puck. I find that he's giving the puck away. He's putting himself in bad situations. A couple times he's got burned this year. So that's a cause for concern. Uh, I'm not waving the white flag, though. I still think he's going to be great again. I mean, we've seen guys like Lundqvist and Rene last year was not that good, but yeah. he's having a huge bounce back year. Uh, and, you know, Rene with a great defense in front of him, too. So, I mean, he's more than capable of bouncing back. But definitely we need to make it easier on him by patching up this D-Corp. And, you know, actually, you know what? Patching is not the right word. That's not the right terminology. <laughs> it's yeah. more like reconstructive surgery on the defense. <laughs> That's what we need. Yeah. Uh, make it easier on him is the first step. And I think he's going to steal some games for us, right? It's like a, a little you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You know, Gibby and I do it all the time. Yeah, so nothing wrong with that. That's, that's what I think we're going to need. In the end, they're both to blame, but I definitely <laughs> think that Kerry <laughs> needs... You know, he needs to... That's why we spoke about it earlier. Let's... I'm hoping for his sake... I don't want to go into the summer with this carry price. Let's see a couple really yeah. good performances. Yeah. That'll make us all feel better. All right. So now moving on here, it's time for... Do you have the answers? I got a bad do ya? feeling about this. We'll, we'll see. Do you? Do you, bud? All right. So which one of these situations do you find the most awkward and have you been in any of these situations? So A, blowing a raunchy fart on an (laughs) elevator and a group of attractive ladies walk in or men, whatever you're into. Uh, B, using the handicap stall, not knowing a handicap person is waiting outside for that stall. C, Booger explosion sneeze while eating dinner with your in-laws. <laughs> D, a new woman or man you are dating finds your boxers with skid marks. <laughs> B, using um, the handicap stall and walking out, there's a handicapped person waiting. So that you think is that's the most awkward? That's terrible, man. Honestly... <laughs> That actually, I'm pretty sure I spoke about this on one of our real life segments. Um, that actually happened to me in real life. Um, there was one time I legit was in the handicap washroom stall, and I just I see a wheelchair like pull up, and it's just strolling back and forth, and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's no <laughs> way this is happening. Did you try and slip underneath the stall without him? <laughs> no, I was like, oh my god, how am I gonna get out of this? 
I'm already feeling like a jackass, okay? Once I'm done, I couldn't even, like, I literally, I got out of the stall. I didn't even make eye contact with this person. I opened the door and I literally just, boom, I went right to the the sink. Didn't even look back, nothing. It was like, I got to get the hell out of here. It was such an awkward situation, and never one, I never want to experience that ever again. Yeah, you know what? Life. I've experienced it as it's well. It's terrible. I felt really bad. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I felt really bad. But sometimes you go in there, and like you got to go, and there's yeah, only one man. stall left. I'm going to say this, though. And it's very spacious in there. You know, you It's <laughs> spacious, but it's actually the probably the least cleanliness amongst all the stalls like because it's bigger right? and people use it more often so yeah. i suggest you like use babies the second one in, there, in. Right? second one ends usually the what cleanest. if there's only two though never yeah sometimes some, i've been in some bathrooms that have only two uh whatever so yeah um <laughs> the elevator ones happened to me not attractive women or whatever it was just like men a, a group, group of people yeah group so of you people didn't walked care. in i was just like whatever i don't care deal with it everybody farts yeah the other two have never happened to me, um, but I think that skid mark thing would be terrible for anyone <laughs> that has to do your laundry. That would be a terrible thing. Yeah. Just throw them out. Yeah. <laughs> take a take a peek when you get changed. Ugh, what's that? <laughs> Just throw Garbage. it out before anybody finds them. What would, what would you choose? Uh, well, I've been in all the, not all the <laughs> situations, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know what? To tell you the truth, uh, yeah, the fart, I wouldn't care. I mean, I've been in the handicap stall situation, shitty situation, not the end of the world. No pun intended. Um, yeah, I d- definitely a new woman, I think. Yeah, that would be That a, would kill that, me. Yeah. Uh, but I've had a booger explosion sneeze happen, but not while eating. Yeah, n- no, n- never, <laughs> not at the in-laws. Yeah, and I don't think I've had it at dinner, because usually I'll use a napkin. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll choose the new woman. That would be okay. terrible. Fair enough. <laughs> That's it. Relationship over. Bye. All right. It's time for Tweets of the Week. Remix. (laughs) Name it and rate it. Hashtag Twitter handles. And last week we forgot to rate it. So we're we're, we're new to this. We're just we're still learning. Give us some time. So I hope you did some more. I I got I got some good ones. (laughs) I got some dandies. I don't even know if you're going to know the first one. Okay. All right. Okay. The player. I don't think you'll know. the Okay. Hit me. Okay, I think this guy has probably the one of the best Twitters. Like his name on Twitter and his handle, it's pretty funny. So his name on Twitter is Obi Sean Kenobi. Okay, has a picture of him with uh, Yoda on his back. It's okay. hilarious. Um, his Twitter handle is What Would You Do Do? Wow. Yeah, I don't. No I, chance. I highly I, doubt you would find this. <laughs> Who is it? Sean Doolittle from uh, Washington, Washington Nationals. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wow, wow. Yeah, that was a tough one. But yeah, that's good. I, I thought. What oh, would you do, do? His name's Sean. <laughs> creative. Sean Doolittle. Like, really creative. I liked it. Creative. I give him a nine. Uh, yeah, I'll give him an 8.5. But the problem, yeah, and nobody will find you. <laughs> I found him. Nobody will ever find you like that. Uh, that's a pretty good one. Okay, second one I got is YG. Underscore Trace. Like T R E C E. Yan Gomes? No. <laughs> I just. No, no, no. <laughs> YG the rapper? <laughs> no. It's, I don't know why this is. Jonas. I chose this because. this? <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with. YG has nothing. The only thing. Oh Paul George. Oh from, my God. Yeah. So it's like, what the hell? Um, I don't know. He has hashtag Trace on his thing. 
I guess that's a thing, but he's got a pretty bad name. You can be a lot more creative there. Well, that was those are some tough ones. I'll give yeah, that's a, I'll give that one like a three. Yeah, that's like a that's three. a terrible handle. A four, <laughs> just because he hashtag. Uh, okay, handle. so this one you're I'm, I use a, an easy one, and you're gonna have to get this one. If you don't, like I will question you. Uh, at Geo Style Twenty One. Geo Style. Geo Style Twenty One. Is that Brian Gianta? Of course, okay. man. <laughs> but you put pressure on me, man. You put pressure. You have to know that I one. I panicked. I was like, oh, God. Geo style 21. Yeah, okay. I like That's that. That's beauty. I like I it like a lot. That. I'm going to give it a solid seven and a half. Yeah, I was going to give it a seven. That's uh, good. Geo style, you know, Italian. Hey, Got uh, style. Get Geo, Geo no, for Spanish, Gio. whatever. <laughs> Hey, oh. Hey, cook You know, Geo style. He's got style. He's yeah, I liked Italiano. it. I liked it. I liked it. 21 is his number. Thought it was good. I liked it. This one I don't think you'll get, but maybe you will. Uh, Booker T two one one six. Is it Booker T? No. <laughs> Booker T two one one six. Booker T is it? Does his name have anything to do with <laughs> Booker T? Yes. Uh, is it a uh, the Booker guy from Denver? No. I give up. <laughs> Kyle Ocpozo. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> and his like That's terrible. And his his description is like I'm putting a black rubber in a cage. That's that's whoa. Okay. I don't know what it, I don't know maybe it's from a movie, I don't know. It's Well, it's, putting it's, a black rubber in a cage like makes What I is think that? The black rubber is a puck. Oh. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. Okay, yeah. That's All a right. terrible name. I'm yeah, giving it's that terrible. Like a two. I'm giving that a two too. Like, but I, I knew you wouldn't. So you're get giving it. it 22. So I gave you an easy and I gave you a hard and uh, yeah. I, no, that's a two. Booker yeah. T two one one six. I mean, unless he comes out and explains it further to us, then maybe I can defend it. But besides that, no, you're getting a two. Yeah, two. Okay, so uh, we're gonna take a break and uh, we'll be right back. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brampton Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. Here they come, the boys in the bright white sports car, waving their arms in the air. Who do they think they are? And where do they get that car? And we're back. Back at it again. It's Lewis and Gibby and friends. Gibby and friends. Uh, quick thoughts. So I was thinking, do you think that the NHL should take kind of like the baseball approach and make the playoffs a three out of five for the first two rounds and a four out of seven for the final two? I mean, it's not a bad idea, but um, I wouldn't be opposed to changing it, but I also wouldn't be opposed to leaving it. But I do have a suggestion. I think they should change the way it's formatted with the home and away games. They have two games 
at one arena, two games at another, and then I believe it goes one, one, and one, right? Mm-hmm. I think they should do three times at one arena, similar to the NBA, three times at one arena, three times at the other, and then game seven back to the original team with home ice. It avoids all the extra traveling, I feel, so it might be a little bit less tiring on the guys. Nothing, I don't know, that's my my suggestion. Yeah, no, uh, I like it because I feel like it'll be intense. Mm-hmm. Guys will be playing harder, and especially, you know, you got to play hard when you know it's three out of five. Yeah. And also it saves a little bit of more energy. Teams won't hit the wall. They won't burn out coming into those later rounds. I think it's something that they, they should explore. But at the end of the day, I mean, game sevens are always so great. So Yeah. And, I mean, it's been there for so long. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The more TV time they can get, the longer the playoffs can go, I'm sure. Money, money plus for the fans. Revenue. So, I mean, I think it's good for the players. It's more of a And for thing. the quality of the product. But, I don't know, just something to think about. That's why it's called Quick Thoughts. Boom. Now, another quick thought. Obviously, the symbol wouldn't change, but would you like to see the Montreal Canadiens try a unique style jersey? Okay. So, and they'd wear it all season, so not like a so special So what, what do you mean by unique? Like, I mean, if you look at, like, all the original six teams, like, even Boston. They all have, like, their own. Boston one year, remember when they went with the Bruin, the actual bear on it? They yeah. They switched it up. Do you think Montreal should have I mean, how can you really change up the jersey that's the most decorated NHL team in history? Yeah, I don't know. Keep it keep it away. Wow. Keep it away. Keep, keep it, it away. The way keep it, it away is. now. But what I do suggest is you bring back those candy cane jerseys. Oh, God. That's like terrible. Seven, I hate seven those. to ten games a oh, year. I'd love I it. I hate those. No, come and on. I hate those the green so one. Great. You know the green one with, yeah. like, the leaf? Yeah. Oh, that's that, a and I think. One. There's one where I don't remember. It's from like the 30s. They wear brown pants. Yeah, yeah, I remember Terrible. that one. Yeah, that's the one. But yeah, it's bring like back red the candy and canes. green. Bring back the candy canes. Uh, no, those are Terry. Yeah, uh, at least 15 <laughs> games a year. I'm those down. are Terry. Let's you know do which it. one I always like? I, I like. Okay, I like it the way it is. But the white with the blue stripe down the center. What like those ones? No, not like the Winter Classic. That's a baby blue, but it's it's got like a, a dark blue stripe. It, they don't use it anymore. But I'd like that one with the. You talking about the wall one like that? No, that's red. It's the white jersey, but it has a blue stripe down the middle. The white. Oh, okay, I get what you're. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah those I get ones it. are really nice. I I wish that they would bring that back. Bring it back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Children, it's all time. Ages. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> How do you, kid? Who are you punching in the face? All right. Today, ladies and gents, I'm punching the Montreal Canadiens management, the medical staff, and Shea Weber. You played 20- And Shea Weber? And Shea Weber. Wow. He's on a boot, man. That's not fair. I'm punching him in the face and not in the boot. What are you talking about? I was, I was just about to say <laughs> that. You beat me. Uh, you played 25 games with a fractured foot. Uh, first of all, why put your body through that agony? And pain. I get it. You're a passionate guy who loves the game. But Jesus, your foot was fractured. Do you not understand the damage you could do or could have done to your foot and the risks of further injury with that foot? Smarten up, Shay. Smarten up. You know how you feel. You got to smarten up. Now, the fact that Montreal management and medical staff missed the, the, the fracture allowed him to play through the 
The injury is absurd. This is your franchise D-man, who is aging. You should never allow a player to play through something broken or torn or whatever, unless it's the playoffs, and at that time, it's the player's discretion. But to play through a fractured foot, come on. It's not smart. So uh, for that, Shea, Montreal medical staff and Montreal management, here's this. How do you can? Who are you punching? I'm punching Nazim Kadri in the face. <laughs> okay? The Arabian princess Nazima Kadrina, okay, recently came out complaining, whining. I think I saw a tear in his eye. He Man. said that having a season like the Leafs had, they shouldn't have to play a better team than them. Well, you should have won the division then, Nazima. Newsflash. This isn't new, bud. I know playoffs are like a mystery bag of Doritos for you. You don't recognize the taste, feeling, or smell. It's a foreign thing for Leaf fans. But this isn't new to almost everybody else. So grow a pair. You tell the people, we don't care who it is. We're ready for whoever. That's what a true competitor says. Something, some things are better left unsaid. And this is one of those cases. But he showed his true colors. Pink with a little bit of yellow. Yellow is for urine because you sound like a scared little boy who's peeing himself. So Nazima, here's a wake-up punch for being a maple leaf crybaby. How do you, kid? <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick little break, and on the other side, we got the boss, Rick Stevens. Hi, I'm Lewis. And hi, I'm Gibby. And together, we are Hab Listen. Do you need something to listen to on the go? Do ya? Well, do we have something for you. Subscribe to Have a Listen, the podcast on iTunes. A new episode will be available on Wednesday nights almost every week. Wow, every week, Gibby? Well, not every week, but almost. Oh, but what if I don't have an iPhone? No problem. You don't say. Tell me more, Gibby. Have a Listen is also available on SoundCloud, which could be accessed at allhabs.net. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, it is, Lewis. Yes, it is. Have a listen. The podcast. All right. So as we anxiously await for this dreadful season to come to an end, we look to the youth and the future. And who better than Rick Stevens, the president and founder of All Habs and Rocket Sports Media and our boss. He will provide us with some insight. Rick, how are you? I'm doing great. And yes, I've found the fountain of youth for <laughs> Montreal Canadiens. Perfect. Uh, so first, before we get into it, uh, tell us about this past weekend. I know you got to watch some uh, NCAA Frozen Four hockey. You know, um, probably five, six years ago, um, I thought, you know, I better start paying attention to this this league because uh, there's there's a lot of uh, prospects coming from from that that end, the NCAA, particularly the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, yeah. And and I kind of discovered, I guess it was the the Frozen Four back in um, uh, Philadelphia that I went to uh, and had my eyes just popped open, and and it it was Union that won it, and it was um, Gossespierre. He was like a plus seven in the final game, and Dan Carr uh, wow. played in that game and uh, and was signed right after that. Met, uh, saw uh, met Dan Carr, um, and I mean it's 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 junior hockey 
not as much hitting necessarily, but but just a, with a lot of energy, with pep bands and and you know all kinds of things, mm-hmm. um, and a really good brand of hockey. And so this past weekend was the regional, Midwest regionals, um, and saw Ohio State, Princeton, Denver, and Penn State, um, and uh, Ohio State came out of the pack and they'll they'll be one of the representatives for the uh for the frozen four in st paul in a couple of weeks um ohio state with umd Uni- university of minnesota duluth um, michigan and uh jake evans and uh notre dame yes so <laughs> our boy yeah yeah now unfortunately a uh, couple guys went by the wayside st cloud um, yeah got ousted so sad uh, yeah um and uh, and Ryan Paling, uh, they got uh, bounced by Air Force and um, uh, Providence with Hayden Hockey. He got a the very first game um, of the series. He got a, a shutout against Clarkson, and then uh, Notre Dame beat them in overtime. I think so. Yeah, I got to um, see that matchup. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? I've noticed too. It's 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 real. College hockey is has really improved. It's becoming a path that a lot of players are starting yeah. to take. And the the quality is great. It is. It is. Yeah, it, it's it's very good, and um and any the NHL is is um you know certainly tapping it. Um, I like Denver. I like Denver a lot. Um, they just got beat by Ohio State, who worked extremely hard and who got some very good goaltending. But Denver is a very um, solid team. Uh, structured. Uh, they got good coaching. Uh, Jim Montgomery, former Montreal Canadian, uh, behind the bench. Oh, nice. Um, they've got um, Troy Terry up front. He's an Anaheim pick, actually, and again, a Canadian's connection. Uh, the pick that the Canadians were supposed to get when they traded Louis LeBlanc, Louis, Louis LeBlanc, it was a conditional pick, didn't fulfill the conditions. Oh. Pick went back, back to Anaheim. They got Troy Terry. Uh, he's on the first line um, with uh, Bjorkstrom, Henrik Bjorkstrom, a, a Panthers pick. They've got oh, a yes, couple yes. of, uh, yeah, a couple of picks, um, uh, Chicago picks on, on defense. They're, um, Denver was a pretty good team. Yeah, no, that's great. And we'll, we'll look forward to seeing the, uh, it's the semis, right, the semifinals with Jake Evans. We'll keep an eye on that. And just to, to finish on Denver... Uh, Adam Plant, which nobody's heard of, um, <laughs> played. Sorry, Adam, um, if you're listening, <laughs> he's listening for sure. Um, he played on the second pair, kind of a s- undersized puck-moving defenseman, uh, former goalie actually. With uh, in, um, I think he was a goalie until he's like ten years old. Uh, but he mm. came out of out of the BCHL, uh, went to Denver, second pairing defenseman. Uh, his first year as a freshman, he plays with um, uh, Josiah Didier, uh, who was uh, with the Ice Caps last year, a former mm-hmm. Canadiens pick, playing with the Checkers this year. Adam Plant was signed today by by uh, the Canadians to for one uh, year, one way AHL contract for next year for the Rockets. So nice. Yeah, no, um, I, I did see that. Yeah, that's great. So obviously, Canadians were paying attention to the um, to the Frozen Four playoffs as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, like I said, I look forward to, to seeing more. And, I mean, all of our listeners should take a look. I mean, if you haven't already, start watching some of this NCAA and college hockey. hockey. It's really yeah. good. It's really growing. 
Um, now, okay, moving on to the Habs here. I know it's been a mess of a season filled with injuries, but it led to a few call-ups. So I'd like to start here. Which AHL call-up has impressed you the most, and do you think they've done enough to cement a spot on the team for next season? Well, obviously the popular answer is none of them because the Montreal Canadiens can't draft and they can't develop prospects, right? That's that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I hear more that's than Twitter's anything. answer. That's yeah. Twitter's answer. <laughs> exactly. Um but surprisingly not true, right? Um Nikita Sherback um Love has looked him. terrific. He's looked terrific. Yeah. Um he's um he's one of those guys that he he you know, he, he had an adjustment to make. Um, and, and and yes, he played in Everett. He played North American game. But when he came to the AHL, he had to learn the defensive game. He had to learn that um, uh, sometimes you needed to take a hit to, to make a play. Right. He, he went through some difficult injury times. Um, and he's had some mentorship from Andre Markov, from Alex Galchenyuk. Um, and he's figured it out. He's, he's figured out and he's got all, he's brimming with skill. Um, and he's finally figured out how to play in the NHL. And, and, um, those two shorthanded goals that he's had this season, not, you can't find just highlight real goals. Yeah. Um, uh, he's working hard on, on his defensive game. Um, I, I think he's, he's, he's ready ready to make that jump. Now, um, will he go back to the, the AHL? I don't think so. Um, you know, he was, he was tearing it up, uh, with the rocket earlier in the season. If you look, I think he's the, he played 25, 26 games in the AHL this season. And I think he's the fifth, uh, highest scorer, um, in terms of, uh, the rocket. <laughs> wow. Wow. Seriously. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think he's, I think he's got it all, um, and is, and is ready to make that. Now, you know, uh, uh Claude Julian doesn't seem to, to care for him a whole no, lot. No, I don't get it. Yeah. We spoke about it earlier. We said, why can't he get some top six minutes? Like put him with some skilled players. What else do you want him to do? And mentioning those those uh, shorthanded goals, um, Sherback was the second one. He was interviewed, and and they said, um, you know, that the the puck just kind of appeared in front of him, and there was nobody around him. Went in on the breakaway, and um, he said he was he was weighing it in his mind because he knew that the coach would be mad at him for staying on the ice when it was a power when it was a shorthanded situation. Um, that he wasn't supposed to be on the penalty kill. So he was going to jump off the ice, but then he saw the puck there and he couldn't resist it. So he, you know, thought, okay, I'll embrace the coach's wrath. And he went for it and he <laughs> ended up scoring. But yeah. what kind of, what kind of, if that message is in his head, what, what is Claude Julian telling him? Yeah. Like, we don't trust you? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So i don't know I, I i i don't know and and claude julian um two games ago at, said was asked about Galchenyuk and sherback and said uh oh, these guys you know they still have big defensive issues and i thought say something nice <laughs> seriously know? give them some positivity so um now 
okay, they're sure back uh, on the def- on defense. I really like Brett Lernout. Mm-hmm. Um, he came up in December and had that disastrous game. He had a, a uh, <laughs> he did. It's, it's, yeah, it wasn't good. And Brett would say that he had a he had a skate problem, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't get it right. And when they did. Um, he had already made a couple of mistakes and, and the crowd was kind of on him and his confidence was shot and he went on to have a, a bad game. Um, so he's exiled to to Lavelle, exiled to the third pairing in Lavelle. He had never played the third pairing uh, all season until he came back from, from Montreal. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like... Um, and, and that's not Sylvain Lafay because it comes from on high where you play and how much you play and right yeah. So it was almost like Bergevin was saying, "Okay, Brett Lernow, you embarrass me for calling you up. Um, yeah, we're going to show you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, the, you know, he went back to Laval. He played. Um, he played really well. He worked himself up um, and earned another recall and. Um, who's complaining about Brett Lernow now? He's been solid for a couple weeks up in March. He's playing 15, 16 minutes uh, a game. Got his first um, NHL assist. Um, I, you know, he looks pretty good. Yeah, he does. I've been very impressed. I feel like he's definitely taken a huge step forward in his development. Yeah. And he's definitely a guy that we should keep an eye on. But you asked me about my about being most impressed, and and it has to be Charlie Lindgren. Um, mm-hmm. Charlie Lindgren was called up in November when when there was still something on the line, you know, right. when the, when when the season was when the playoffs were still in play, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and and tossed into a, a you know a kind of a pressure cooker situation, and he played really well. Um, out of any of the call-ups, you know, he's he's had the most pressure, I think. Um, and he, he proved to, I think, everybody, himself included, that he is an NHL goaltender. And he's capable of playing in the NHL. Uh, so now he knows it. We know it. The organization knows it. Um, now I, and I, you know... With all due respect to Auntie Niemi, I know he's the darling of, of, of everyone <laughs> yeah. right now. Right now, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. But, um, <laughs> but, but you know, if you ask me who I was most impressed with, it, it was Charlie Lindgren. Because, like I say, he, he had the toughest task of anybody coming up, I, th- I think. Yeah. No, he, he was impressive. And I d- he definitely deserves his props. He carried the load for a little bit, and he was impressive. Um now, I know a, po- a popular name and a guy that I had high hopes for this season was Jeremiah Addison. And I know he finally returned to the lineup, made a season debut. What did you see from the young winger so far? Well, you got to feel for the guy, um, first of all. You know, um, his, his first pro season, mid-September, he suffers an injury, shoulder surgery, he's out five, six months. Um, and, and, and that kind of, you know, you're away from the team and, and you're not part of it. And particularly when he's, a you know, he's a big team guy. He's a, he's, he's a leadership guy. He, he was, uh, he wore the seed for the Spitfires, um, in their, uh, Memorial Cup season. Yeah. Uh, so you have this, this leader, this, this, 
and and he's kind of on the sidelines. First game in, his first pro goal. I mean, <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Um, I see. It was a, it was a nice backhand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, so you, I mean, he's a gritty guy. He's a clutch guy. In in remember when the Memorial Cup, five goals, um, just a. Goes to the, uh, you know, goes to the front of the net. Um, he, he's got speed. He's got a heavy shot. He's uh, physical. He's he's just um, a, a really nice mix of it for a seventh round pick. Right. Um, you know, you're getting your money's worth from this guy, and and I think one of the character kind of guys that uh, is really going to help um, the Rocket next season. Do you see him being maybe like an Andrew Shaw? type replacement maybe in the future yeah well with with um a bit more speed and a bit a better shot i think he's got a bit more offensive upside than right than, than shaw even but yeah that's that's not a bad um not a bad comparison yeah i'm excited i, I i'd like to see him get a full healthy season in and I, like i said for a seventh round pick i think he was not what people expected he's turned out to be a big surprise, and I actually have some high hopes for him. I think that he will be a Montreal Canadian one in of the these future. days. Yeah. Um, now moving on, I know I'm sure the Rocket team is going to look a lot different next season, and there's going to be some AHL eligible guys coming in. Who are you looking forward to seeing the most? Um. Yeah, I. It it is going to look different, and you're going to have uh, you know Chris Terry, who's carried the the offensive load. Uh, his contracts, um, he had a two year contract that's up. Um, Adam Cracknell, another another guy, uh, you know his contract. Um, uh, he's he's been one of those AHL veterans that's added a lot to the team. Um, who will they get to fill that role? I I you know that's hard to say. I I guess the guy that I'm looking forward to. Most is Will Bitten. Um, yeah. You know, third round pick. He's 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 another real character guy. Um, he'll do anything um, for the team. Great speed, really good skater. Um, you know, size is an issue, um, but just kind of that breakaway speed. Great penalty killer, which which. Uh, Lord knows that the Rocket need. Um, they're terrible on the penalty kill. Um, <laughs> I saw I saw Will Bitten um, at the summer showcase, the uh, the selection camp in Plymouth in August, and um, and he didn't make Team Canada, but he was one that uh, Dom Ducharme was you know tussling with. Um, because and and in that camp, uh, Bitten was on the ice end of periods, end of the game, protecting the lead, uh, solid defensive player, great work ethic. Um, and, and then you look at, um, you know, his offensive numbers, not bad either. Um, 64 points is 20 goals this season for the Bulldogs. Right, so, yeah. so, um, he brings a, he brings a little bit of everything I think. And, and, um, and could be, could work himself into, a. You know, maybe a a, a nice um, second line slot, second third line slot for for um, the Rocket next season. Nice. 
Yeah, I'm excited. I know we got some young guys coming in, and I know this team's gonna look different. So, I'm excited for that. Yeah. No. Yeah, um, so you got you got um, just other guys to think about. Um, Michael Pozzetta from uh, Sarnia, tough, tough as nails kind of guy. Uh, Jake Evans that we were talking about. Um, I don't know if Lucas Vedamo is going to come over. He's playing in Jure Garden. Um, but he's he would be an interesting kind of guy. Uh, Ryan Paling said he's going back to, to St. Cloud State, but you know uh, Bob Motzko, his coach, has is, is left uh, and gone to um, Minnesota, Minnesota Gophers. Um, is you know is that going to change Ryan Paling's mind? I, I honestly don't think so. But but uh, yeah, you're right. There's going to be all kinds of new faces uh, with the Rocket next season. Mm-hmm. And maybe it'll shut some of those Twitter uh, <laughs> haters <laughs> up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to see some of these young guys come in and perform. So I hope that does happen. Okay. So Gibby, you had yeah, yeah Gibby yeah. says I talk too much, so he wants to ask some <laughs> questions. <laughs> okay, Rick. Um, now, for those that haven't been paying attention, the uh, Canadians inked a young player this past week. He's not French. We all know that. But uh, what can you tell us about newly signed prospect Hayden Verbeek? Um, not not so dissimilar from um, Will Bitten. I mean, they, they share some of the, the um, same characteristics. Hayden uh, is a bit older. He's... Uh, He's a good Kingston boy. Don Cherry would like him, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. He's a good old um, Kingston boy. <laughs> that's right. Uh, kind of, you know, 5'9", 180 kind of. Size has always been been a, a problem. Um, 2016 was his draft year. He went undrafted. Uh, but he's super high energy, really high compete level, effort every single shift. Again, Don Cherry player. Work ethic off the charts. Um Two-way player, effective in all three zones, uh, great speed, really strong on the forecheck, creates forces, turnovers. Uh, he'll get you a breakaway or, or two. Um, another guy who's really good on the penalty kill, uh, he'll, he'll block shots, he'll get into to lanes. Um, but the knock on him has always been his um, offensive game. Um, and so he had spent three years in the, in the OHL, uh, 2016-17 season, he had 11 goals in 64 games. Mm-hmm. And um, he went to the Arizona Coyotes, the development camp in the summer, hoping to show something. Didn't get a bite there. He had some interest in the uh, from ECL, ECHL teams. He said no, he didn't want to. So he went back to um, Sault Ste. Marie as an overager and with the intent of improving his um, uh, offensive game. Yeah. And, man, he did just that, didn't he? Um, in in going from 11 goals in, in 26, uh, 2016-17 to 30 goals this year for the, the Greyhounds. Wow. Yeah, uh, 30 goals, 31 assists, 61 points in 67 games. Um, and has got, uh, I think, Two points in the uh, in the playoffs so far. They've just started their their playoffs. Um, so, uh, you know, his intent was, uh, you know, I want to prove that I can be an AHL player. I think he's done that. Not a, not a bad signing at all, um, by uh, by the Canadians. And and um, I don't I don't know yet where he would fit in the lineup. But but um, you you like those kind of guys who'll 
who will work hard and and work hard every shift and and uh, and give you a fair effort all over the ice. Oh, great to hear! And uh, I think he's related. Isn't he related to uh, Pat, Pat Verbeek? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's his <laughs> the nephew. His nephew, I think. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So hopefully hockey is in the blood. Yeah, for hopefully. Hayden. You like that lineage <laughs> stuff, yeah. Um, now, oh yeah, sorry. With this season, I talk too much. I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's my turn. I got the spotlight. <laughs> um, with the season fast approaching, or fast the end, fast approaching. Thank goodness, um, right? Yeah, seriously, it's been a brutal one. Um, all eyes will be on the draft lottery and draft day. Period. In our current draft position. Would you take – who would you take, and what's a realistic impact for that player? Um, boy, I'd, I'd, I'd love Brady Kachuk. I'd love Brady Kachuk. Um, mm-hmm. What I saw of him in, um, in the, the Summer Showcase in Plymouth, what I saw of him in the All-American Prospects, uh, the World Juniors, um, you know, he's, he's just uh, – He's a Matthew Kachuk, but but more targeted aggression, just a heat-seeking missile. He's he's the guy, uh, you know, that um, if he drops that far, you'd 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 want to scoop up. Even though now I know he he took some um, some faceoffs in the in the Frozen Four uh, for our BU, but um, he's he's a left winger, um, and the Canadians are 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 really looking for. Uh, a center, obviously, but but uh, if you get a chance to to draft Brady uh, Kachuk, then you solve your your center problems other ways, I guess. Um, but well, if he took a couple faceoffs, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, that's you right. can try him at center. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's all it takes, right? <laughs> um, but uh, you know, the the one true center in the in the in the top uh, six, seven picks uh, where the Canadians will be picking is, is Oliver Wallstrom um, played uh, for the uh, national development team in the States. Um, it really, he's got good size, good frame. He's got to fill it out. He's six two one seventy, um, but he's got great hands, uh, solid shot. He's a good skater, bit of a, like, he's not a, He's not a Kachuk at all. He's a bit more of a perimeter player. He's going to have to learn to, to go to the net. Um, and uh, but you know, uh, he's he's committed to Harvard next year. And and I think you know this draft is kind of broken up. You got uh, Rasmus Dahlin uh, on top uh, of the stratosphere by himself. Then you have kind of uh, Svechnikov, Zadina, Kachuk, maybe Boquist thrown in there in that kind of group um and then you have uh wallstrom hughes um you know maybe dobson um bouchard um and 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 that group the one that wallstrom's in is you know i I don't think we're going to see in the in the nhl next season so as far as immediate impact unless you're taking um you know a a kachuk a zadina a a svichnikov uh, we're not likely to see them, um, and, but you know, uh, draft lottery being what it is, uh, there's always a chance to to move up a little bit, which we are praying for. Yeah, every day. <laughs> now, the million dollar question: Is Rasmus Dillon the real deal? And 
in your opinion, which team will improve the most with the acquisition of Rasmus Dahlin? You know, I went to the first time I saw him was was in the summer showcase at Plymouth, and you kind of go and you hear all this stuff, and you kind of go. First time I saw him in person, um, you go with okay, you can't. You know, I I'd be my own person here. I'm not gonna be fawning all over him like everybody else is. Yeah. And you know, after one game, <laughs> right? This guy's it, it, this guy is brilliant. He does everything brilliantly. Um, you, you've seen highlight reel stuff, but it, that's not it. That's he he he's just got these elite puck skills where where he he not only sees the 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 place, not only got the vision, but he can uh, you know he can make it happen. He's he's got the 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 passing skills to be able to connect. He can move the puck. He can be extremely physical and just uh, times his hits um, incredibly. And you're, you're, you find that your eyes are just drawn to him whenever he's on the ice. Um, he is, you know, a decent speed, but, but even more than the speed, it's the mobility, just the elusiveness and, and agility that he has. Um, and he's the one guy that's, that's kind of the, the generational talent um, in the draft, and, and uh, anybody's going to be lucky to get him and and it was funny at that at that um tournament in Plymouth um you know the media coordinators come around and say okay who do you want to who do you want to talk to and yeah and yeah. um I said uh well you know I'm sure you have a hundred requests but uh Rasmus Dahlin he said uh, no I don't have that name let me let me mark that down and wow. so I go downstairs and uh you know uh, TSN's there and, and everybody that around the Canadians and, and the the Canadian team and, and, and the Brady Kachuks and and there's uh okay, uh, you know, here's here's Rasmus Dellin, uh, Mr. Stevens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm waiting for somebody else and the poor guy standing there with me. And um so we talked and, and he's just so genuine and uh down to earth and, and I said I said to him you know, you know what's coming, don't you? Um, you're the you're the number one start to finish here. Do you know what's coming? And he's like, you know what? I, you guys ask questions, I answer them. I I play hockey. I play <laughs> hockey. That's that's the tough part. You know, uh, dealing with you guys is right. easy. Now, I have to say that uh, by the by the World Juniors, that uh, he had obviously had some media training. And and I should say the Swedes better than anybody else over the years, right back to Jacob De La Rose when I interviewed him in 2012, 13, I guess. It's the first time. Swedes, they prepare their players like no other and they stand and they're professional and they're uh, and I said that to the Swedish media coordinator this time. They're they're terrific. And and he had actually, you know, by now learned by the world juniors had learned uh what to say and how to say it and all those kinds of things for the mobs that were around him at, at that tournament. Um, um, you asked who's going to benefit. Um, gee, I, the most, I, yeah. Everybody. <laughs> Ed, yeah, seriously. seriously. Every Edmonton probably, but um, but yeah. If you, can you imagine having him and please and, no. And, yeah, please I know no. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> please no. <laughs> um. But yeah, he'll he'll help any team he goes to, 
No question. Mm-hmm. I think now hearing it's obviously going to hurt Habs fans even more if we don't get that number <laughs> one pick, just yeah. hearing you talk about him and talking about your conversation with him. But anyway, we just got to hope for the best and, and draft the best player available. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. Do your homework and draft the best player available. And they got a, a tall task, our management team. Indeed they do. So, Rick, before we let you go, uh, just let the listeners know what you're up to for the rest of the week. Uh, it's uh, back to covering the Rocket. Um, and uh, uh, the Rocket, are they're actually playing right now, tonight. In Toronto, uh, I'll catch up with them on Friday night in Binghamton, New York, and then off to uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, the next day for a Saturday game. Uh, so um, watch for the coverage on um, AHL.Report and on Twitter, the AHL Report. Uh, and follow me anytime you like. Um, lo- love to engage with you at uh, All Habs. All one word, All Habs. And also... Habs 360, you'll be on this weekend with Chris G. Sure will. Yep, I will be there. All right. So there you go. There you have it. All right, Rick. Thank you so much for doing this. Yes. It's always a great work, guys. Always a pleasure. Great work. Uh, Always enjoy your work and uh, happy to be a guest anytime. Thanks very much. Awesome. Thank you, Rick. Take care. All right. So thanks to Rick Stevens, the boss, the legend, the myth, the legend. Rick Stevens, for joining us, for giving us some insight. Great conversation. Such a smart man. Follow him, all Habs. And yeah. Uh, so we got to cut the, short, the show a little bit short. Went a little bit longer than expected. So Gibby of Facts will come back next week. Uh, but let's do a quick word on the birds. I went everybody's head about the birds. All right. So you think the Blue Jays are going to give the Yankees a run for their money. Well, as we all know, the Yankees are the favorite to come out of the division. But I think people sleep on how dangerous this team, this Jays team, has the potential to be. And I truly think that a roster that's considered the all-star lineup always seems to falter. Um, in the Although I do expect, don't get me wrong, I do expect the Yankees to be really good this year. I do think the Jays can be in the mix should all our bats uh, come alive, do well, our pitching pitches well, and we avoid injuries. I really think we're going to compete, and a lot of people are counting us out, and I do think that the Jays could do some damage. I think our starting pitching is better than the Yankees. Their bullpen is definitely stronger, but I think that... With a healthy bull, uh, starting pitching, I believe that our starting pitching is better than the Yankees. So I feel like our starting pitching is good enough to keep us relevant, but f- watching some of the preseason and stuff, we're going to have trouble scoring runs. Yeah, but that's preseason. That's how it yeah, is. No, I understand, but I just don't see the secondary runs coming. Our stars are going to have to be our stars. Yeah, Josh, Josh Donaldson, Donaldson has to Justin be. Smoke. You're going to need those guys to be our stars. Even Devin Travis. If Devin Travis Devo. stays healthy, if Devin Travis stays healthy, he could be a star. So, I mean, it all comes down to those three guys, and let's see what the other guys can do. Hopefully, we see T. Oscar Hernandez. He's hot right now. I know he's a very hot and cold guy. I'd like to see him up here. Um, but, yeah, I think we, we're not good enough 
hitting especially. The, the the Yankees have good pitching and good hitting. I feel like we have good pitching and decent hitting. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. I, I'm excited to watch this series uh, in particular. I think that it's going to be fun to watch. We'll see where, where we're really at. And uh, who do you think is going to hit the Blue Jays' first home run? Okay. Uh, I went out kind of like odds and ends. I didn't exactly take your Josh Donaldson, typical Justin Smoke type guys. I think the person that's going to hit the Jays' first home run is going to be Kevin Pillar. Wow, he's been hot. He very, good. yeah, exactly. Very unlikely candidate, but he's been seeing the ball really well in the off in the spring training. He had a really good spring, and I think this could be his breakout year offensively. As we all know, he hasn't exactly been the most offensive guy. I'm expecting him to do really well in the six seven spot in the lineup. Um, hopefully, he can hit around the two eighty mark with fifteen to twenty home runs. That's what I'm hoping for, Mister Pillar. Okay, wow, Who hits yeah. the first home run for you? Uh, for me, I just went practical, and I'm like, Justin Smoke. I feel like Justin Smoke's going to hit it. Jay Smokey, Smokey Bear? Smokey Bear, yeah. Smokey, Smokey Bear's Bear. going to hit the first long bomb. Okay. Just, I just feel like it's him. Yeah, hopefully he has his I wanted to think outside the box, but I'm really trying to guess this here, so I'm thinking yeah. Smokey Bear. Hopefully outside, outside. Hopefully Smoke can have a similar year to I think we're going to go two and two. We're going to split with the Yankees here. I feel like we have some pitching matchups that are in our favor. I like Sanchez against Tanaka. Tanaka's yeah. not what he once was. Sanchez has got something to prove. Back here. But then again, I say that, and Tanaka's going to pitch a Lights no-hitter. <laughs> Tanaka's going to throw a no-hitter. All right, so sorry for keeping it short. We had a long show today, so we couldn't give you all the in-depth, give you a, p- a fact. We'll be back next week. What else did we miss? Uh, did we miss anything else? Give you a fact. That was pretty much it, right? Just give you a fact. Um, oh, no, we're going to end with that, but I'm saying give you a fact. Yeah, we just, missed we just cut out give me a fact. Cut a little couple, just the last segment. We'll a bring shorter. it back next week. Um, you know what time it is now, Gibbs. What time is it, Lewis? Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Sports Pick Weekly. We speak sports. <laughs> I messed that up so bad. <laughs> we're getting, we're rushed. Okay, so I went two and zero. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. So did I. Uh, Should I, I? I chose uh, Vancouver. I mean St. Louis to beat Vancouver six three. They won four one. I chose Florida to beat Arizona four two. They won four two. Extra point for me. Hey. Extra point for me. Hey. Uh, so I'll take it. Okay. What's your new picks? Uh, my new picks are Tampa, are Tampa to beat the Rangers five to two, mm-hmm. Columbus to beat Vancouver four to two. Okay. Uh, I'm twenty two, twenty four, and two. All I'm playing for here is five hundred to, to go two and zero, oh, go five hundred. I can't catch Gibby. He's seven games ahead, the so is he is going to win the regular season edition of champ, weekly sports. Champ is here. I want my belt large and in charge. Thanks. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I went 2-0 once again this week, uh, 29-17-3 for the kid. I'm the man. Uh, last week, I picked Washington-Detroit. I chose Washington 4-0, Washington 1-1-0. Got the shutout right, but whatever. Uh, Vegas-Colorado, I went out on a limb. I chose Colorado win 3-2, Colorado 1-2-1. Now, my new picks. I got Tampa Bay versus Boston. I got Boston 3-1. Um... It's a big matchup, actually. It's for the division as it stands right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Winnipeg, Toronto. I got Toronto 4-2. Ooh. 
So you went you went difficult. Now you're I just went, toying with me. You know? You're trying to make me look bad. No, I, I want to challenge myself because yeah, nobody's yeah, in my yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Okay, don't worry. Off-season edition. Japan, Japan J. Lee. All right. So, yes, thank you so much for sticking with us. Hopefully, you lasted through the whole show. I know we don't usually like to go this long, but Rick had a lot of great things to say. Prepare you guys for next year for the draft. Bring some optimism. So, again, follow the All Habs team, Rocket Sports Media, allhabs.net, ahl.report. Habs Unfiltered will have a new episode out this week as well. Uh, You got uh, Habs 360 on the weekend. You got From the Press Box. It's stacked. So, it's a stacked so all star team. It's an all star team. Just so many we're great just podcasts. So good. We're, so we're the we're the best. Thanks again. See y'all next week and see y'all later. <laughs>